welcome to another week here at PatientToThePilot.com. This is your host, Horace Williams Jr. Thank you for joining me. This month of April, we've been doing my resurrection series as we focus in and take a look at everything that took place leading up to the death and resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The past couple of weeks, we talked about the betrayal by Judas in the garden. And last week, we went over the denial by Peter, who denied Jesus three times. However, I want you to just take a minute and think about how Jesus must have been feeling during all this that was taking place. He went with his closest disciples to cry out to his Heavenly Father in the garden. Then he asked that God would pass his cup from him, this cup of God's wrath from him. But also was willing to submit to God's will rather than his own. While he prayed so feverishly as it was like he was sweating drops like blood, only to return and see his disciples were struggling to stay awake during his time of need. And then after his arrest, the Bible says that everyone left him. They scattered. And finally, as he was about to be questioned, his disciple, the Apostle Peter, denied him not once, but three times. As I talked about last week, I can't imagine what was taking place in the mind and heart of Peter. Of course, Jesus knew this was going to take place because he he predicted it. He told Peter that he would deny him. But I'm sure it must have hurt. (laughs) Even when you know somebody is doing something, it doesn't mean it it will not hurt. So I'm going to continue this week in uh, Luke 22 and 23 as we take a deep dive into the trial of Jesus. So we have, um, I'm back up here in verse, let's go with um, 61. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had told him, Before rooster crows today, you would deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him and beating him. And they blindfolded him and were asking him, saying, Prophesy, who is the one who hit you? And they were saying many other things against him, blaspheming. When it was day, the council of the elders of the people assembled both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away to their council chamber, saying, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask a question, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. And they all said, Are you the Son of God then? And he said to them, Yes, I am. Then they said, What further need do we have of testimony? For we have heard it ourselves from his own mouth. Then the whole body of them got up and brought him before Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. So Pilate asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? 
and answered him and said, It is as you say. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I found no guilt in this man. But they kept on insisting, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching all over Judea, starting from Galilee, even as far as this place. At this point, Pilate didn't really want to have anything to do with this because he could not find no fault with Jesus. So let's continue here now. I believe we're in chapter 23. Pilate um, summoned the chief priests and the rulers and the people. And he said to them, You brought this man to me as one who incites the people to rebellion. And behold, having examined him before you, I have found no guilt in this man regarding the charges which you make against him. No, nor has Herod, for he has sent him back to us. And behold, nothing deserving death has been done by him. Therefore, I will punish him and release him. Now he was obliged to release to them at least one prisoner. But they cried out all together, saying, Away with this man and release for us Barabbas. Barabbas was one who had been thrown in prison for insurrection made in the city and for murder. So they'd rather them release a murderer than Jesus. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept calling out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And he said to them the third time, Why, what evil has this man done? I have found no fault in him, no guilt demanding death. Therefore I will punish him and release him. But they were insistent, with loud voices asking that he be crucified and their voices began to prevail and Pilate pronounced sentence that their demand be granted and he released the man they were asking for who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder but he delivered Jesus to their will you know every time I read this passage I am stunned by their vehement demand for Christ's crucifixion. I know it is fulfilling prophecy, but this is the same Jesus they were asking them to heal the sick and the blind and cast out demons, and now they want him crucified. So I want to leave you with this one thought, or a few thoughts here. Um, Are we seeking to do God's will? in our daily lives or do we want his approval of what we want when we go to God in prayer is doing his will our priority or do we want him to bless our selfish desires do, or do we even ask do we sometimes ask with wrong motives I know I have done that let's make it a priority to live like Christ and seek God's will and glorify Jesus Christ. I want to thank you again for joining me this week on pleasingtothepod.com. Next week we will get into the crucifixion and the following week the resurrection and glorification of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining. This is Horace Williams Jr. at pleasingtothepod.com. Hope you have a wonderful week. Keep your eyes on Christ. God bless, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.